Action Park Media. Welcome to another episode of Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Ellen. I'm Kevin Connolly in the live room, sitting in for Kevin Dillon, who is currently at the Louvre in Paris. What do you make of that? I mean, I like it, but are you are you sitting in for him? Because he's. I mean, you're in for him more than he's in. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I meant quite literally in his chair because oh, right. well, we moved to the new studios, but I don't really like that chair. If I'm being totally honest, so how like does it feel being better. in Dylan's? Does it feel like it feels stepping good. into it's Johnny a, Carson's it's old an chair? Easy, it's an easy seat to fill. Yeah. So tell me about the uh, the new offices. What's the new happening offices are this? coming. There, uh, we will not be telling people where that office. is. I was about to say, is that going to be on the internet? Or? No, I mean, listen, it's fun and whatever. It just it's gotten a little dicey with stop eyes, and it's fun to see people coming. It's become a little bit of a, I don't know, an influencer stop by because of the mirrors. There's constantly people taking pictures out there. And I'm not saying it's all connected to victory. People, some of it is, but yeah, I don't know. I think we should be a little more private. I love it though. When we see these people yelling victory out front, it's hard. But we have to be more private because I'm terrified at all times. I actually parked down the block and and wore a fucking hat over my head. You're going to love, well, of course you wore a hat over your head. (laughs) By the way. God, you wore a hat over the head. I don't want to, I don't want to get into anything and no, you can't see anything, but Rasa, who did hair first. Did you show her? Did race? How about this? You're not seeing my baby till I see your hair. (laughs) I have baby hair where I was supposed to have hair. I'm like a baby. I'm actually. Did you show Raisa? Well, Raisa cut my hair. She's seen my hair for Uh, twenty. I know that, but did you show her what you got going on recently? She knows. She says. Did you give her a peek? Fabulously. You showed her. Did you send her? She cut my hair. She cut the new hair. She cut all the hair. It already needed a haircut. I mean, I'm growing hair in places. I'm confused. What the fuck is going on? So wait a second. You had a haircut. I had a haircut. You can see the. You had a haircut on the hair on transplant. everything. everything. The, the, the hair transplant was I cut. Hate that fucking <laughs> terminology. I, also, too, I don't disagree. I don't love. It. I think there's a better word. For it's it. growing in. It's a hair party. Okay? But you got to get like happening. a little. Just no, like a little, not like not little. a full cut. You just oh, got to get like she little trims. like, wow, what's going on here is special. She said, I'll pass you in, in amounts of hair in a couple of years. So Sarah and Raisa are the two people that have seen under the cap. Yeah, yeah. And my dog. They've had a peek behind the and My dog loves it. Baron thinks it's great. So You yeah. won't show me? You won't? I'm not now, but like later. No. I, you know what? I don't want to see Here's it. the reason I won't show you. Number one, you're obnoxious. But number two, <laughs> um, I, it, it, it's worse. Like, it oh, wasn't, it, it gets worse before yeah, it it wasn't that bad. It was just like, oh, I'll fucking do it. Right. And and now, you know, now it's it's got some bad stuff, but it's better than it but was. There's light at the end of the ago. tunnel. I hope so. I'm taking drugs. I mean, I I I've got laser shit uh, going that, on that at the laser house. Laser hat. I mean, right. I'll take I'll take a, a picture of a pasta over you in that laser. Hat. <laughs> That's disturbing. All right, can we uh, Perry Reeves, Mrs. Ari, which apparently is a sensitive thing. By the way, I'm gonna have to talk about that with with Perry. But apparently, that's another thing that not giving her a name was apparently. Uh, was not respectful to women. Okay, so interesting. Mrs. Ari was based on my ex-wife Melissa, who I love dearly, and her name was always Melissa. But it became a funny thing, or at least I thought it was amusing that she didn't have a name. Now some people, I don't know, whatever. I wouldn't. So, I wouldn't look too far. Into I'm that, not going to look into it. It'd be interesting to talk. I'm about. not going to look into it, but we'll talk about it with her and whether any of that ever made her feel uncomfortable. But before we get into, I, it, let me, let me, let me, let me do it. You, you want to talk deserve, about the blue check in the room? Deserve all the credit. In the, <laughs> you know, Doug got. Action Park Media verified with a blue check mark. Yeah. You did it. I did it. And, you did it. And, and I feel happy about it because, but we need to talk about what happened before that. What happened before that? Oh, you've forgotten already. Kelly is a baby, so he's forgotten everything. But anyway, what happened was about when I first came into Action Park Media, 
I suggested, want me to get involved with this blue check? Because Michael Kivas, my my old agent, who's just he's just a good dude, and yeah. he gets shit done. I knew he could probably do it, but you're like, no, nah, we got it handled. So anyway, we ignored it. Well, no, what what happened was we had we had gotten. Remember when they uh, labeled us aggressive, or what was it? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was later. That, that was, was when that Steve was Freeman came into play and right. whatever. But anyway, I tried, and then uh, and then whatever, we let it go. But then what happened was, let's just talk about it, Kev. Let's not get sensitive. Hollywood Ways new podcast. I'm starting that we don't know what it is yet. I got the blue check because I called Kivas and Kivas called whoever at Instagram and they got us the blue check. So Connolly, he just had the baby who I've yet to meet, Kennedy right. Connolly. You will not meet the baby till I see your hair. So anyway, 10.30 p.m., which I'm asleep at like 9.45, but Connolly calls and the truth is we used to have nice recaps. We'd have a good thing, but now he's moved on. He's a family guy, so I don't hear from him that much. But anyway, he calls me. Nights are tough right now. Nights I understand, tough. but can we talk about this? He obviously had a couple of cocktails. He someone alerted I, I, him. I definitely had a couple of Stock tip probably, as my guess, was like, you know, Doug Stock got the blue check on Hollywood. I don't want to be a, a shit stirrer, <laughs> but you know that other Doug's other podcast is verified. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded something like that. So Connolly called me, and I saw the phone. When Connolly calls, I get excited. We're going to have a nice 20 minutes. Sarah's going to be annoyed. Our night talks are usually the nicest talks we have. We laugh like right. we have a good time. Connolly's always nice. got a good story. This one was... What the fuck? How did you get the fucking blue check? You're You're fucking sabotaging our blue check, you motherfucker. I'm like, Kev, I'm not. Do you want me to? That is a a highly dramatized version of it. I was slightly annoyed. I was slightly annoyed. You hung up on me. You haven't hung up up on me. You hung up on me. You haven't hung up on me since the Yankee incident where you couldn't direct (laughs) at Yankee Stadium. He he hasn't followed the new podcast yet. I just want to say. It has nothing to do with this one. It's going to be separate. It's going to be small. It's going to be intimate. It's going to be cool, but it's, it's, it's nothing to do with this. So I need you to give you know what, public you, support because oh, people are calling well, me a traitor. Well, no, not everybody knows you're a traitor. I mean, I came up with the name. I've been fully supportive of, of Hollywood. And, and you will get a piece if it ever turns into anything that's valuable. I will say this that I, I don't realize getting hung up on really bothers people. Right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? I told an ex-girlfriend, I go, if you hang up on me. Right. You'll never hear from me again, right. ever. Uh, Zulai, you don't want to <laughs> hang up on Zulai. It's just not good business. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So <laughs> it's not good but, for business. But for me, I, it, it doesn't. It's not what it feels like on the other end. But I get it. It's something I have to work. on. I'm working on it. Yeah, I mean, I'm it working was, on it. It, was it wasn't like I'm ha- like I, yeah. I hung up. I did. I hung up on you in the sense of I didn't say goodbye and I was annoyed. Yeah, it, it was, I just pressed end. You know, what in was, the middle of a sentence. What was so, yeah? I hung up. What on was you. sad about it? Because you know, Sarah has to deal with the thing, and you know me, I'm a little fucking. Do you crazy. believe this fucking little cocksucker hung up on me again? <laughs> I'll fucking go to his house. I'll rip his fucking heart out and fucking leave it on his porch right in front of his. I, new I kid. actually thought because I'm trying so hard to be because well. I you're, you're, you're gun shy about the new podcast. And by gun shy, like you're sensitive to not wanting to feel like you're betraying yeah, victory. Course, and you don't but, want people to get the wrong idea. Yeah, but not even with the podcast, just in general, the, the mental health and personal relationships. I try to stay calm and stuff. But yeah, I was like, I'm up. It's like one o'clock in the morning. I'm like this motherfucker. And I had already, by the way, I had asked them if they could do anything to get you this blue check. I will and say this, though. I hung up on you, and we were verified the next day. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so you think it worked. So you are you think that behavior helped. No, I think you co- No, I think you, you got... You got I, had or, I had already asked. I had already it's asked. Not, and also, too, right? Come on, bro. Let's face it. It's not what you know. It's yeah. who you know. Yeah. We, we you at Action Park... Check. Sure. But not only that, but we were talking to the wrong person, clearly. Because this guy asked me one or two questions, yeah. had me make one or two adjustments, and, and it was done. Yeah. I couldn't believe. And the other thing that is incredibly sad is how 
excited we all were. <laughs> I mean, it's so pathetic that I could be that happy because I don't care. Yeah. But it's important to the business. Yeah. So you have to care, though. That's yeah, what that's I'm what saying. I'm saying. I care from a business standpoint. But if you would have told me that I would have had those feelings of joy over a blue check mark, I would have said, you don't know who you're talking to, bro. I don't give a shit. I was elated. But I, can I tell you, I told Keenis, When I saw that. I mean, first of all, I'm in bed with my girlfriend and I'm like, you know, I, I'm I'm raging. I'm like, I'll fucking exactly. kill Connie. I know, I'll, I'll, I, know, I'll kill I know what goes on. But on I'm still going... I'm going to fucking take the blue check if I get I'm it. Gonna which, shove it way, up his ass. <laughs> take that fucking blue check mark. I'm going to shove it up his ass. I this didn't think I was going to Nothing but it. help this little prick. <laughs> but you should see the email I wrote. I wrote, I'm like, I'm begging you. I am on my hands and knees do. begging, please. <laughs> and I go, but also, I want you to know, check. this isn't a kiss-ass move. This is for all the good folks at Action Park Media. This is for all the good works you've done. But it was also so I could go, listen, you motherfucker, yeah. I got that fucking blue check. I don't want to hear another word at you yeah you know honestly like it, it, the sad part about it is that it's necessary for yeah. some of these deals and, and it's weird yeah, well it's also that, necessary when you text you you want somebody on the well, podcast that's what i'm saying like if you you dm somebody with a blue check mark you're verified which is another thing we have to talk about so i got you the blue check and me i go you know what he's gonna be nice to me for at least 72 hours now at least i go reach out to mark cuban i get him to respond quicker than you he's on the podcast Kev, Mark Cuban, can we do it on a Thursday or whenever he's available? Crickets, not a word. Do you not want Mark Cuban? I was feeding. It was feeding time. <laughs> it's been four I days. I was swaddling. Do no, you want Mark no, Cuban? Of course we want Mark Cuban. The greatest thing about Mark Cuban is for all the sports stuff. I mean, come on. We know. We, we're Shark Tank We're guys. Shark Tank guys. Yeah. We got to talk Shark and, Tank. And whatever, I'm going to say it to Mark Cuban, but when Mark Cuban reached out to us to be on Entourage, he wasn't the Giants TV star that he is. He was the obviously awesome billionaire right. owner of the, of the Mavs, but now he's, he's a bigger TV star than we yeah, ever exactly. were or you ever were right, or whatever exactly. I that's was. That's for sure. I mean, it's amazing. The other thing too that's funny about Mark Cuban that most people don't realize because you're used to seeing Mark Cuban um, around basketball players. Yeah. Mark Cuban's a big dude. Yeah. yeah. He's a fucking big boy. And also too, people are with their private jets. It's a super personal thing. You ever notice that about people that own planes? It's very, it's an extension of their, you have to be on your best behavior. To get you know, on it? To, to When you're on somebody's plane, you yeah. sit, you don't just assume. Have you been on Cuban plane we shot on his plane we did yes that's what i was saying he let that he had his plane jerry jones plane we we shot shot, uh, yeah because you you actually let me direct that scene of my own episode (laughs) um but yeah we we shot we in van nuys and uh i said to i remember it was like the blackberry days and i was like i said well what he's like well where do you want to go i said well where where do you when you're rolling your calls and he's like you i'm gonna uh, yeah and he laid out on that couch he said this is me i lay on my back and i do the and we had uh odin kirk in there ken austin and mark cuban and it was great now he's he's gonna be a great guest now is he coming in studio he's coming in studio and i'm also working working on mike tyson we're already invited on his podcast no it'll be amazing we can't do that without dylan no no of course we got to do it with dylan i'm actually was scared to i haven't told mr cuban yet that dylan may not be here for his podcast because some things listen we know how funny Connolly and i are but we know everybody wants to meet dylan yeah. and they want to hang out with dylan and they're like where's fine. dylan I'm like oh he's that like okay well, well you know which also some other good news in the kevin dylan front you know I, I i like to do these charity things i like to help as much as we can leukemia society heather andelsman who helps us out on the podcast from time to time uh is recovering from leukemia and we have 
We're at the $10,000 bid to come watch the podcast. Meet Kevin Dillon and you if anyone is interested in that. I was an asterisk and maybe <laughs> Connolly might be rolling, <laughs> yeah. roaming no, around. It was that. more like if you want to talk to him, he may not. He may yeah. say, get that fucking camera out of my face to the charitable. I don't care where you work, <laughs> where your cause is. You'll take pictures of me. No, I think, listen, dude, I, I think it's great. And we've always, we've always done that. And we've never, you know, we, listen, you don't, you don't do charity to, to, to pat yourself on the back. That said, over the course of Entourage, we did some really good things and we raised lots of money. Yeah. And if we can extend that to the podcast and if people want to come hang out, then let, uh, let's awesome. do it. So, let's do it. So before we bring in, uh, bring on Perry Reeves. Thank you for the blue check. You're welcome. And I didn't, I, I mean, I know I hung up on you. That's on me because I, I don't <laughs> see it you. as No, it's on up. me. No, I don't <laughs> it's see It's on the it. phone company. Well, Zulai will be like, why'd you hang up? I'm like, I, I don't know. I thought, you know, I didn't really. It's not, I don't know. I think you know it, what I it, thought about doing? I thought about calling Zulai. I know she was like 48 hours after having prob- a baby. Yeah. I was like, maybe I could get Zulai to talk to him. Oh my God, don't down. get her going on the hanging up thing. I'll never hear the end of it. You'll, you'll get me in trouble. That's it. So I appreciate the thank you, but- Two things, and I don't really care. You're going to f- follow, ho- hopefully, because people see it and they comment. But more importantly, I-, I need you now to confirm you'll be a guest on this podcast, whatever this podcast is and whatever it launches. I- Hollywood Ways, Kevin Connolly. Yes. All right, so everyone heard that, and we'll do it, and we'll be right back with Melissa Gold, Perry Reeves. Welcome back, Victory, the podcast. Big this one. was Big one, one of the hardest gets Big ever, get and I consider us good friends, so... Welcome, Perry Reeves. Thank you very, very much. Because of the the pandemic and my 82-year-old mom was living with us, I was a little conservative. But I did, and I was very excited about coming in. And you kept running into my husband, which, <laughs> you know. And the funny thing is this last time when I texted you, he had seen you, but he didn't even tell me. So this was on my own accord. Yeah, I was starting to feel, you know. So. Well, Doug says, I, I, I ran into her husband at Pickleball. I said, well, did, what, did he, what did he say to did he, You know, was, uh, Doug's like, I didn't want to ask him. And the <laughs> no, we brought the phone over. I'm like, call him right now. Yeah, I mean, he. We- We've brought over, yeah, yeah, we have. We've texted a lot. We had some fun stuff in December. I mean, that we could never repeat, but you know, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. So we've got every. This is the. This completes the. Uh, this completes the. The circle, right? Uh, well, Grenier oh, is oh, still lacking. Oh, Grenier is refusing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's right. I forgot about that. that's it. That's, but I mean, I feel like he's been out from the beginning, so it's not really a, a scheduling thing for him. No, Can no, he hates somebody involved with this show. I'm fine if it's me. I don't, it ain't me. I no longer I care. Tell you that so. I don't think it's me. But it could be. You know. What did so you do? Sorry, what him. did I do? Yeah. Or what didn't I do? Right, exactly. Well, Perry, I just want to start at the beginning because um, there's lots of questions that people asked on, on the page that you were coming on. They're excited. And just to clear it all up, Perry was based on on my ex-wife. That was the plan. and Melissa. Melissa. But, and her name was always Melissa, but it became this kind of running joke on the show that you didn't have a name. But now- Nor did Turtle. Nor did Turtle, by the way. You know what? Thank you for that, because there's been this kind of weird thing. I've read these articles that, like, oh, Entourage was so male-centric, they didn't even give Mrs. Ari Doug a goes name. deep down the rabbit hole. I well, just, but did you, and it's you, it was, it was E, you, it was, I think Ari was bragging about like getting whatever <laughs> action and, and you were kind of creeped out by it. And you're <laughs> right. like, and the pilot. he's like, guess who I was with? He's like, uh, uh, Mrs. Ari, like he didn't know my name and it was just creepy and super funny to me. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Well, Doug, it's true. When, when did, cause I, I know things change in the pilot. You know, he's banging a supermodel and cheating on Is his wife. True? And then Ari becomes this family man. He says that in the pilot. Ask me who I'm banging. And, and 
Conway says me, Mrs. Ari. Uh, he right? says, uh, ask me who I'm fucking. I said, oh, Mrs. Ari? No, that's funny. Uh, swimsuit, whatever it was, some, some swimsuit model. But at what point did he evolve from that guy into the family guy? I mean, it happened quickly. Like, first yeah, of all. Yeah, by the time we were shooting the show. By uh, the time, well, Perry comes in in episode four, date night. And when Perry right. came in, which again, I want to talk to you about behind the scenes. Because well, let me just explain to the audience. Perry's on Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I believe, correct? Right, yes. Yeah. So Jeremy recommends, he goes, I have the perfect woman for this. I see a, a picture. I watch her work. I love her. She also reminds me of Melissa a little right. bit, which is what I'm looking for. So I'm like, oh my God, this is perfect. Mm -hmm. But you're not technically available. Correct. And the night that we are shooting in front of the Arclight Cinema, I believe, with the Piven yelling at you, uh, which also people don't like anymore. You're not allowed to yell at the wife anymore. But yucca. You know, they can't stand it. Yucca. But you, we don't even know if you're coming, and we have a second actor, and I'm honestly- That's crazy. The show's being ruined, though, because even though I don't know Perry, I don't know how they're going to work together, I'm already obsessed with you playing this role, but we don't know if you're coming. So do you remember that night at all? It was crazy because uh, Doug, Doug Lyman has this protective crew around him that kind of keeps you- as an actor, even though, you know, you're in every single day and working with that movie, Singadel, from really getting any questions in or that's, that has nothing to do with And this is Doug Lyman who directed Mr. Mrs. Right. Smith. So he, uh, they kept saying, I, they knew that I had this. I really wanted to do it. We had a car lined up to get me as quickly as possible. And um, they were like, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And I somehow infiltrated <laughs> the, the closed off area. And I was like, Doug, this is this thing. I really want to do it. Uh, I know that I'm supposed to be getting out of the car. I don't even have any dialogue. Could it be that I'm the driver of the van? And he just, in his own, you know, very interesting way, visualized it. I could see him looking. He's like, yes. So I went and I ran to the first AD, who was a really, really wanted, I almost wanted to quit acting because of these people. But um, <laughs> they said, uh, okay, all right. So I did. I literally got in the car, full hair and makeup from that job, got in, got out, they threw me in some clothes and drove me to the set. I mean, there wasn't, I don't even think, I remember seeing Jeremy came in my trailer and I'm like, Jeremy, you're going to win an Emmy. This is so perfect for you. Because I'd known Jeremy for a long time. Well, you guys did old school. We did old school and he was friends with other friends of mine. And 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 we had, we shared a trailer on old school. Like he worked on days that I didn't work. So, you know, I, I we always wanted to work together. And and there and there you go. So I just walked right in, and with pretty much the scene that we improved for yeah. an audition. Yeah. So it was crazy. So was on, really in one day, you were on the set of Mr. and Mrs. Smith and the Entourage pilot. Yes. That's a and, great. And, and here's the crazy thing. Everyone said Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh my God, this is your big break. I'd already done old school. I'd already done some other things and some shows. A big show with uh, Rob Lowe. But you know, everyone says everything's going to be the thing. But the one thing that everyone said was not going to be the thing was Entourage. <laughs> they're like, they're like, don't do that. That's not. It's about the business. Those shows never go. And you know, they like, weren't this wrong isn't, about this that. Well, you know, until that point. But for me, I was like, this looks really cool. I don't care what you guys are advising me. I, I want to do it. It'll be fun. And to be honest, I was kind of thinking, I don't really. I'm not into this anymore. Mr. And Mrs. Smith was like, we owed 40 pages when we wrapped. Um, <laughs> you'll see this crazy credit I have, and none of the girls ended up. We all ended up on, on on the cutting room floor, which was fine. It was all it was all just as it was supposed to be. But I think about Doug and like Doug Lyman. Doug Lyman. Yes, Doug Lyman. I have a thing for Dougs. <laughs> Doug Lyman like helped me to then have this great next eight years. So anyway, and That's so did awesome. you because HBO was very he hesitant to, to give me any money. And I'm like, I can't, 
I got to go do another job. And I was getting ready to, they were you know, signing this thing for another pilot. And you called me, I think you were, you'd been drinking and you're like, please, <laughs> you know, I can't, they want me to replace you. Like it's a soap opera. This is not a soap opera. This is not one life to live. We can't just say, and the part of Mrs. Ari will now be played by Jane Doe. The crazy thing is, is like one of the other girls, I think it just mattered who was your representation and who right. had the power to say she's leaving the set and why people were like, oh no, you be a good girl, don't leave the set. Right. I mean, <laughs> we were really far away too. And it was, it was, cra- it was a crazy, that was a crazy job. But you gotta understand, there's another actress on our uh, set. Only, Wait, only yeah. on Entourage would right. you have, I mean, I guess you had to, right? So you, you thought, all right, I feel good about the chances of Perry coming. In the no, event, no, she no, 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 no. That's not how it worked at all. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, I have no idea who the other actor is, and she might have won an Oscar by now. I have no right. idea. I am crazy, and I had become obsessed. Even though I don't know Perry, I I had this little because you couldn't have me. Maybe you know that's always no, no. a thing. I was right because I knew what the chemistry we between the two chemistry. of you was going to be. So right. I was obsessed with it. So while I'm shooting episode four and and trying to make that work, I'm like, no, 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 you need to make this happen. And I'm probably yeah. driving some people behind the scenes crazy. But they're like, there's nothing we could do. She's either going to come or she's not. Uh, so. That was really that was stressful. And like again, I mean, a, a cha- you know, you think about your life and like things that happen in your life that can change the course. Like meeting your partner who you have a child with, like, and you could have missed out on that. Like, it's just nuts. That's what this job was for me. But the weirdest part for me in in auditioning or whatever, I had come in for Entourage to play Ari's assistant, which ended up being the girl from the OC, Samara. Samara, right? Yes, of course, your your love interest, one of your one of your early love interests, and you know, I walked in. And at that time, I was probably playing like 20. I mean, what was I in in Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Like we were in like 25, 26. So I walk in and it's like girls that were 20 years old. And I'm thinking, well, don't let this bother you. Just go in and be what you would be if you were that guy's assistant. And I auditioned like, yeah, you want me to get you coffee? (laughs) Like I had like an attitude that like a grown adult would have with an asshole like that. And I remember Meredith apparently wrote down next to my name. Yeah. Wrote down next to my name. If Ari ever had a wife, because I was oh, wow. I, instead of being like, "Oh, Art, Mister uh, Gold, what can I get you?" Uh, I was like, "Yeah, what do you want, Mister Gold?" I, they, I just don't think they expected that, and I was never going to get it being the nice person. So there you go. Well, I love that, and I love that chemistry that you have, and that's why just speaking to the fact. How did you feel about your character? Did it ever bother you that you didn't have a name? Was that <laughs> something that you thought about? Because I, I never thought about. Here's that. the thing, and this is how I looked at it. Ari's character when you started, the, and the pilot. I mean, he 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 kind of blew up from the pilot. Like the character wasn't necessarily uh, the plan was not to have the trajectory that way it turned out. You didn't have him. He didn't have a family. You didn't know. But that what, one scene at Coy was his coming out party, for lack of a better. That's exactly. That's. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And what he and his character ended up really being the richest, fullest character on the show because he had a family. Right. Like you got to see him be human. If he was just an agent, you know, the agent that we all like the, you know, that we all hear about. You don't know their personal life. You don't know. You don't see them being loving. You don't see them with their children. You just know they're assholes. So this made him like a full character. And all the awards that he he won, I mean, he really did get to play this insanely developed, full human, and um, and I felt like the the wife character was a part huge of that, part of, of that. And I found this piece of paper when I was doing one of my like COVID purges of cleaning out yet another closet, and on that piece of paper, I guess I'd gone and seen some like 
you know, therapist type person who's like, write everything <laughs> down that you want in your life. Okay, this is what I wrote down. Vision board. Vision, it was a vision board, but <laughs> pre-vision board. But yeah, it was, I want to have a yoga retreat center somewhere, you know, internationally exotic and half the time and then be on a television show, comedy, well-written, playing the wife of someone amazing. Wow. I mean- and I wanted to do some gardening in the backyard. So then maybe that didn't work out so well. But the other two things are literally what I wanted. So when people said, oh, you're playing the wife, I'm like, I wanted to, because I did. I moved to Costa Rica. I have a whole other life there. I wanted to be able to work with someone amazing and make it easier for me. And I know that sounds crazy. A lot of people want to make it as difficult as possible. But <laughs> I, with Jeremy, who I knew, and this is exactly what I wanted. But the Mrs. Ari thing really came from the way I grew up. Like, no one in my neighborhood called the parents, like, now. now to, hey, Jeff. No, no way. Are you no kidding? way. Yeah, so that, big no-no in my neighborhood. No. So well. that really came from, I like, still can't do it. Yeah. I still, if I talk to somebody, I'm like, hey. By Miss. the way, the real Melissa, her parents used to laugh at me because I was married to her for 20 years, and I, 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 I used to, I didn't, I stopped calling them anything because they would be like, call us Don and Anita. And I'm like, I, call I, I don't like Mr. it. Hex, yeah, please, I mean, they, they hated right, it. Right. But it really was Connolly E's character. Being when polite. He, yeah, when he was saying Mrs. Ari, he was going like, I'm not really in a, in a, right. in a space to go, hey, How's Melissa doing tonight? You, know? so, <laughs> you were trying to be polite. I mean, it was, you weren't being, con- you like, weren't, I don't know. You I'm assuming your wife. I hope yeah, it's yeah, your wife. Yeah. right? And I by the way, I always thought, cause people would ask me, wait, but he was a cheater at the beginning. I'm like, no, he was a liar. Yes. Like he wasn't a cheater. He <laughs> just wanted to seem cool to right. the young guy, the young right. hungry guy. He didn't yeah. want to, he didn't want to be left out as right. the, because the, come on, I don't even think he really ever was a cheater from no. what well, I gather. No, that, that was the thing. He was the, actually the opposite. He was the polar opposite. I, I just always wondered where that switch, if there was a moment where that switch happened. That pilot line, which obviously was written before we have any idea what the show's going to be. I don't think there's anything even close to that the rest of the show. We know, and that's why I think your character is so integral to the show, we know who runs this house. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's scared to death of her, and she, while he talks a big game, which again, in 2021, you you know, you can't really raise your voice in the middle of the street like he's going, (laughs) it's a cab stand at Yucca, he'd be in fucking jail. But I mean, it's it's it was not meant to be that. It was meant to be like, my wife runs my house, I love it, but I try to be cool. That's Well, he had a temper tantrum, and she didn't even flinch. Right. It was like, yeah, give me the keys. Which I think a lot of people would have yelled back. And I I never yelled at Ari. I was like, oh, Ari, you're so cute. Like, I never really... And I feel like in real life, I had to come in and meet these guys. It was like you and Lev and I don't know. There must have been six of you all in <laughs> there. And I came in. And it wasn't... That's right, Rob Weiss. It wasn't to read. You'd already seen stuff. It was just... I think he just wanted to meet me and make sure that I was not... You know, that I would fit in with the right. group and that you could work with me. So I came in and I... It's like me in a chair, not reading with these six guys. And I was like, is this American and Idol? Not really, like, and seriously? they're not friendly so, faces. No, they're you know, really not. Sorry, tell yeah. them I'm a friendly You're Very friendly. And right. so, and so actually, everyone is very friendly. There's a lot going and, on. And, well, I mean, it's just a weird thing. You don't know people. And it's awkward for everyone, of quite course. frankly. So Lev came over and sat next to me. And I just said, look, I know you just want to know, am I the person to, to work with, with Jeremy? And I, and I said, I've known Jeremy for a while, and I know all sides of Jeremy. And then I started telling you some of those sides nicely. I mean, these are not like, you know, secrets or whatever, but just the sides of Jeremy and his family and like the yoga connection we have. And I think you guys were like, oh my God, yes, she knows him. Right. So, and we like each other and we can talk as fast as each other. And it was just an easy 
I think it just put you at ease. Well, that's why I say it was such a perfect combination. And again, for this show, which is why I want to ask you a question, Nick Meyer who's, uh, wants to know, what was it like to come on this obviously bro-centric show? I mean, that's at the end of the day, the show was set up to be the five guys are the stars. And here come these great women, yourself, Emmanuel, Carla, Constance, etc. So what was it like when you're but coming you on were the first? Today? But here's the yeah. funny thing. It, I mean, I know it was a show about all these people, but I, we used to laugh. Kevin and I used to laugh about when are we ever going to do a scene together? And we did. We had that one. We Perry, had that one. We just covered the episode. Oh, did you? Yeah. We just covered I mean, the episode and we were watching it and I was thinking... Wasn't Perry wearing a I, tennis outfit? Like I think Perry it was like was one wearing, exchange. Perry's wearing a tennis outfit, and it's when it, it's the exactly Doug. Remember we talked about he's doing the Henry Hill thing where he's paranoid at the <laughs> house, and um, Perry and I. We'd been in scenes together, but you and I had never spoken, spoken or been (laughs) shared a shot. That's true. And all it is, is I'm walking by and Perry and I are like, well, it's maybe we're trying to like, and then we were like, well, what are we going to do? It's really not. I don't know. We were trying to create some kind of a moment and we walked by. I was like, how you doing? (laughs) Because I really did only work with Jeremy. I mean, I wasn't part of the the rest. So when people ask me the same thing, I'm like, I wouldn't know. From my perspective, it was a show about Ari and and me. And that was it. And, and, Rex, and I had some and, scenes with Rex, but I mean, or maybe the kids sometimes. And see, what's so strange about that is I feel like all of us are such friends yeah. that it doesn't feel like that to me. When you say you never did a scene together, it kind of like, we, we, because we, we had so much interactions outside. One but we shot. effortlessly would talk to each other together. about it. Yeah. But like, when are we going to do a scene well, like, together? Well, maybe one day like, we'll ha- see, right? ha- We laughed because how? Right. Well, you were in the I bar mean, mitzvah scene no, we were right. in the scene together but in this particular we actually episode, we're in had a, words we're, we, we're in a shot and we improv the hey how you doing it yeah. was an awkward thing I so was, was there that awkward moment where you're like I wonder if Doug's gonna write like these two have an affair no well we, we <laughs> joked right about that we're like we should make it like flirty like oh, that no. probably won't go well <laughs> I guess my question for you is and we had Rex on and we, we talked about this and one of the things that's been great about going back you talk to some of these people that we worked with for all these years and you learn things that I don't know you didn't know and it, you know, as it turns out you know, Rex is a serious actor. And by that, I mean, he, he, he does. He takes the work seriously. And we asked him, like, hey, were you offended by this or that? Or when you read something in the script? And to him, it was very black and white. If it's in character and it's part of the story the and it's part of the show and it's funny, I don't care. It's not me. And, and it was just interesting. Right. Ta- I, I wouldn't have thought that would have been his, his take on it. It was, it was an acting choice. That, that kept him not offended. Uh-huh. What was your feeling when the things start? What we, I mean, we can't even say the word. He calls me uh, the sea muscle. Oh my God, I had to say that phone. word. Yeah, I'm right. convinced that's why Hallmark's never going to hire me. <laughs> I mean, seriously. How many I people ruined get another to say person. That? Yeah, right. My, that career is um, sales. What does he call uh, me? He calls me. Oh, we can't I'm not going to say it. Perry can say it. I'm lying in bed. We, Ari's on the phone. Yelling at me. And I'm wearing an orange... <laughs> Gorgeous nightgown because you know the wives. Can we also talk about that for one second? Years, though? Hot lingerie. Yeah. Can we just throw that for one second? <laughs> yeah. You were involved with your own wardrobe. A oh lot. my god, so involved. because I, people think I'm like, oh Doug, why were you sticking her in all that lingerie? I'm totally, I was totally into it. And one of the things I said is, well, I remember the first time we were doing a scene, it felt really static. Like Jeremy was talking, I was talking. I'm like, can can I just be changing like the way real people do in their bedroom? They're getting business, ready to go out. Business. Like, I literally did the whole thing while taking my pants off and putting another <laughs> pair of pants on and putting a necklace on. Never looked at him, which I feel like they were together for a long time and like 
it always felt real. So we always, I think we did a couple of those scenes. There's not a lot of time. Like you've right. got to, you're getting ready to go out to dinner with your husband and he's late. So you're, and I had no problem with that. I, I love mean, that. And, I, and when you get a word like that, you got to, you're going to say it if you're going to say it. Everybody knows oh, what the cunt muscle? Cunt that muscle. was the word. The Jeremy, cunt muscle. Ari calls me a cunt muscle and the, the, the button on the scene, the button, they think the scene's over. Right. And then we cut to Perry who goes, cunt muscle yeah you really? think i'm sleeping and i'm like <laughs> dude I, I you're never really but i always think that she loved him so much and her st- sort of strict boundaries came from not having him spin off the planet you know he needed her to sort of reel him in and i you know people always say you're so hard on him i'm like no she just loves him a whole lot hard i don't on see him. that I, yeah. but i get that a lot a lot I of men are like you. freaked out yeah the men are freaked out but for women which i think hopefully women they see it, it. I saw you as the strong woman. And just an aside real quick. I asked fans to give in questions. And one jerk off was like, uh, can you ask her if she'll do the interview in her underwear? And I said, in 1975, that would have been inappropriate. In 2021, (laughs) it's ridiculous. And this guy, and the reason I'm bringing this up is so we can go into this discussion. This guy wrote, maybe you should judge your own content rather than mine or something like that. So because you're so dumb, whoever that guy was, the difference is one are characters in a show, and one is Perry Reeves here as a human being and as herself. So that being said, Perry, did any of the things, because I don't know that we ever had this discussion, was anything in there that you felt I'm not going to say this. This is disgusting. Was, or offended a- by something being said. Uh, did you ever have any No. I, I mean, I literally never did. And I, I, when it came to us, remember the episode where I end up going back on the soap opera? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> that was awesome. And, we, and I'm so excited. And I'm literally, the reason I said to, to the wardrobe people, let's have me change in because... I feel so happy and I'm putting on something amazing. And we did have like a nice bra and underwear. It wasn't like crazy. Like it wasn't bondagey looking stuff. It was like cute, floral, whatever. But I looked really good so that when he said you haven't aged very well for high def, it was so in your face that that was not true. It wasn't just and I don't think I mean, honestly, I'd never done anything like that. Uh, on any job I'd ever done. So I think people were kind of surprised. I mean, not that I don't look fine, but they were like, oh my, oh my goodness. Like I didn't realize that that's what she looked like, but it made it funnier to me. If you can make something funnier, it just set it up so that it it was funny and he just looked pathetic. I mean, which, you know. Yeah. I mean, well, look, I think that as you said, you rounded out this character, but also stood, in my opinion, very clearly on your own. And again, the show was about five guys, but me, since Ari and Melissa Gold yeah. were so much your related life. to my life yeah. and my son was their son, the therapy scenes, which everybody loves, which honestly were like verbatim taken from my own life. And and now when I watch it, I watch it with my current girlfriend. She's like, that's so like you. And I'm like a little it embarrassed. A little, I'm, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. But... Those scenes, people want to know, what was it like for you doing those scenes where obviously Jeremy's got long dialogue and you have to be on your game and be mm-hmm. able to, in less lines, let's say, yeah. make your imprint, which I feel you did one million percent. Well, that's that's really sweet. It was fun to react. And I mean, I know people talk about acting and as reacting, but truly Jeremy is just he's kind of riveting right when he was playing Ari and it was just so easy and also I always my objective was never to to just sort of like spin him out to go see what I'm saying to the therapist every time so it was always 
fun. It was always really fun. And yeah. and again, I got to wear great outfits. So <laughs> I just it was a it was a fun it was a very fun role. And I've never felt like I, it's such a weird thing in this town where people are like, oh, you're playing the wife. Like, <laughs> I was like, what in what world is that? a bad thing. I mean, that was a fun role. Yeah. And I really liked it. And, and the I, Desperate Housewives had husbands that were playing the husbands. That's so right. I, I don't so know what the problem is. It was interesting because when you, in that second season, when, well, I think it was the second season, when, when I, we didn't have any children, did we? The first, yeah, we did. We, we did. We've, the we've first season we this, did, yeah. we did have a son and then we got to meet the 13-year-old daughter for the, the bat mitzvah stuff. And uh, I remember you guys called me in like I was going to be upset. Because, I mean, you know, women are all afraid of playing anyone older than 25. So you're like, do you, would you be okay if we gave you a 13-year-old? <laughs> and I thought, oh, more to do. Yes, that <laughs> right. would be great. So I just never cared. None of well, that. You were so great. That episode, the bat mitzvah episode, which is one of my favorite episodes. And we had Melinda asked, Clark on, and we were talking about the scene. Oh, and right, and you and Melinda, I mean, that to me, again, that is Hollywood in a nutshell. <laughs> totally. You've got these two former actors or one still actor. And one who who, but I didn't know. I I did not know that my character was an actor. And I have to tell you, Doug, <laughs> in my own head, for fun, I made up that I that Ari and I were both going to law school. You know, you make stuff up because it gets you through the day. And then I we decided to have a family, so I quit. But like I was going to be a lawyer. And then you're like, you were on a soap <laughs> opera. I was like, well, wait a minute, this is kind of screwed the four. But I did pass of, the bar. <laughs> I did. But I, I did the pass bar. the bar. Exactly. Yeah. So you know. I think at that point, that's the fun thing about doing a show. You can't know what eight years is going to be like, and you get thrown different things, and that's always And I can tell you unequivocally, you could have easily been that character, which is like the lawyer who we met at Michigan, whatever it was. And the only reason it went that direction was because Melinda was on the show, and it it hit me that this could be a funny moment. Because as we've talked about on this podcast, I didn't have an eight-year plan. I didn't know who anybody was. And we learned as we went along. Mm -hmm. And I still, though, that scene, you guys are so good in such limited time (laughs) to basically, you know, show what Hollywood is, which is this competitive, nasty place where you guys were probably seeing each other at auditions all the time, which I'm sure from your own experience. But between law school classes. Right. No, <laughs> no, between the bar and the, yeah, the audition for when the When you were studying opera. for the law, yeah. for the bar exam. I yeah. do appreciate that Perry didn't come for me. What in the fuck is this? I went to law school. I am not some no, soap but you, actor. That's, but that's the fun part about acting. You get to make up all kinds of stuff because it makes it fuller. And I think it worked in that for me as a character who had such a strong husband, you would have to be smart and strong and you couldn't be insecure about yourself or your status or, you know, I mean, because you do see that and that would not have been a good dynamic. I mean, if if Ari had had a, a wife who was insecure, like a you know, Stepford right, right, vibe, yeah, she, it wouldn't have. It would he he would have walked all over her. Yeah, and and that was not the way that that. Worked. I find it so crazy that anyone sees him like being in charge of that relationship. No it's so ridiculous to me because no. you know you do and you command and that's 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 more you than the writing. That's. Perry coming in and going, I'm going to do it, which you had that basis from old school. Right. So what, did you think about, okay, how are we going to make this different than old school or how am I going to add to this? Was that any part of well, that? Well, that is true. I, and again, I'd never played that role before. I thought I had done a series with Rob Lowe and I did play his executive assistant. And again, I just thought if you're going to work with someone of a certain personality type, you've got to be incredibly strong. So just all the choices are never raise your voice, never, you know, just you almost look at them as a child. (laughs) And, you know, you almost are like, 
you allow them to be. It was that. And that was really fun because as as he's having a temper tantrum, it just helped feed my through line, which is like, you know, it's he's just like a child and he needs to be reeled in and I'm here to help. And, you know, I don't want him getting in trouble. So, it was, I mean, you know, I don't yeah. know, there was a little little bit of that. Was there any time where you just couldn't control yourself from laughing with Jeremy or that you remember? Um... I mean, a bunch of times, right? I mean, like yes, he's really he's... funny, and and those therapy scenes where they're so ridiculous, they were hilarious. I mean, we always were laughing. You know, we always did, and we always, I know, much to Doug's chagrin, I'm sure, we always would add stuff. It never made it in, you know, but because we were having so much fun. Because <laughs> Doug's we were like, so well, that's fun. not in the script. No, no, it would be what at the this? end. It would be at the end, and we were, um, no, but I do think was it in the script? When remember when he goes and my my fifth therapist and the you know when that was in the script that was in the but that but that that was the sort of thing that we would have fun with like the like the under like yeah it's really only two therapists you're not our sixth you know all those kinds of things because jeremy would push me to that but it was was really fun you know those are some people's favorite scenes which makes me very happy as this show was these young dudes in hollywood but you had this realistic look you had to break it up i mean that sort of you know that was always one of the great things about like watching the show as well right because we were all I, I was around a little bit, not with you, but I was in yeah, Ari's you were in, office. You, you had I, a bigger. I, I had some kind of crossover. Both. You did, but it, you always got to you know you read the script, whatever it is. But it was always kind of nice to when you actually watch it on the show. Yeah, it was it was just kind of new for you know. Unlike Dylan, I actually would read the script, <laughs> but watching it come to life when yeah. you're not there, you don't really see it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was uh, that was cool. Yeah. So and this Brian Van Green wants to know Van Green Van Jeem. Brian Van Jeem. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Brian Butcher Van Jeem. everybody's <laughs> name. Sorry, Brian. Uh, Brian Van Jeem wants to know, like, how did you relate personally to Mrs. Ari, Melissa Gold? And and now that you're married with a child of uh, your own, like, the, how does that character relate to your real life, if at all? Well, the, the thing is, when I was started doing Entourage, I, I moved to Costa Rica, where I lived, like, off-grid with no phone in the jungle. Okay? Literally. So I literally... You know, with sunblock that that looked like was made of clay. You know what I mean? I was as, an, as the opposite <laughs> of Mrs. Ari as possible, and I always sort of had the pretty crunchy hippie personal life. So Mrs. Ari was like an alter ego that was a blast. I've never. I mean, you are the furthest. <laughs> Perry Reeves is the furthest. Perry's thing a hippie. From Mrs. Is that Ari. a good description? Yeah. Kind of, I mean, kind of, I look, I always say I just look a little bit, I don't look like that, but like my, my, my real personal. You look like that in the sense that it's you that played it. Right, I played it. Perry Reeves. But I, but I I wear, I mean, I I wear makeup, you know, I, I, I don't look like I'm, you know, in Woodstock. Okay. (laughs) However, but my personality inside is more Woodstocky and I guess. So here I am living in Costa Rica, building this retreat, you know. Uh, totally off grid, like hiking into the jungle, crossing the river four times by foot, like, and then I'd have to fly back for the Golden Globes. It was crazy, but it was awesome. I think Mrs. Ari kind of helped me be a stronger person. Like, uh, honestly, really? I, I do. I think I was always a little bit like the cool girlfriend or what, you know, I just like nothing really bothered me, but maybe that wasn't really true. Maybe Mrs. Ari kind of got in there. I was like, wait a minute. 
Help you set some boundaries. Yeah, maybe. I maybe. Well, I like where we're going this with this because yeah, Doug's like, oh, I, this is all my doing. I no, 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 I, no. I, I didn't even. It. I didn't even mean that part of it. But Perry is is as she said, goes to Costa Rica, lives with no running water. Literally, and, and no, we, Costa Rica. We, we, do have, we have amazing running water, but, but you no, know, but I didn't have point, elect- didn't I didn't you? have electricity. Right. Okay. We were living off a car battery with a converter. So like, yes. While we're shooting the show. Okay, but yeah, what? Yeah. I, but yeah, what? I couldn't get a hold of me because there were no phones. But what I was gonna say is Perry who played this sophisticated Beverly Hills housewife that we've seen who ran the show. You know a little bit about the entourage lifestyle because you lived with a star for a while. Right, but way early on. Like so years this, before that. And watched him, nervous, no, right? watched him become really David successful. David Duchovny. Oh, that's right. You they had Duchovny. a long relationship with handsome very David early, Duchovny. Very early, like in very, very young. <laughs> like a lifetime very, ago. A li- I mean, it's like you think about it and you're like, oh my God, I was a, a child. Yeah, <laughs> but, we're still friendly. Awesome right. guy. But there's no doubt, like when we're starting, David Duchovny was kind of a guy yeah, we yeah, talked about as events. That's He's right. Events. He, I mean, he, yeah, totally. He, um, he, when I met him, he had just gotten the X-Files, you know what I mean? So I watched him become really successful, and it's a lot. I mean, that kind of fame that comes on, even though you've been working for years, but you can never know how intense it is. He was a little lucky that he was in Canada, so it wasn't all over him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pre-social media and pre-everyone following you around. Paparazzi. He was a big star, though. Oh, God, yeah. And I think he still, I mean, you still know. Is, he still is, but I mean, is. X-Files was like, bam. That was huge. But yeah, but Californication remember, was huge. But I remember also. when he, well, I, I started seeing him after that, but I remember going, you are doing, you did a pilot for Fox, a science fiction <laughs> pilot weird. for Fox. Weird. No, I just didn't even, Understand. you know. No, I, because Fox, there were four networks and Fox wasn't the best one. And <laughs> it was a science fiction. It all sounded not, not good. And look, I mean, it was right. an awesome show yeah. and it went on for years. Like, and they did a movie. And they did a hundred movies, right? <laughs> right? I mean, they did, did they a do reboot. A movie? They did a they movie. Did a couple I of, saw the movie in the theater. Yeah, like, they were I went. so I good together. Fan, they yeah. were great. And it was great. But I, I will say if it was today, if that show had blown up the way it did then, I mean, I can't imagine that he would have I, I got to have a life. I mean, you couldn't go anywhere, right? It was back in the day where... It was a little less, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, listen, there wasn't cell phone cameras in your face. That's right, that's right. You, go, you know, that's it's right. like if somebody happened to have a camera, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. well, it's less. It's definitely how- tricky. I look at, like, I was watching uh, Justin Bieber walking into oh, the UFC God, fight, and I, I was thinking, poor kid. I yeah. mean, granted, he's got more money than God, whatever Doesn't you want to say. But I was thinking, man, for just for these kids to move around and to do, do anything, anything. is near impossible. So yeah. that would have been the time to hit it. Right, no, that would have <laughs> yeah, been, that right. was, that's exactly right. But I still think it was, it it was, uh, again, like, like a, a lot to watch. And I am a really private person. And that's probably why even when we were doing Entourage, I was really fine going to Costa Rica. And I didn't do a lot of PR. And I didn't do the things that everyone kept saying, you have to do this because this is your moment. And I just, by nature, this is why social media has been so hard for me. I mean, I was on a, a freeform show for the last couple of years. And, you know, they're like, why do you only have this small number of people? Like, why aren't you... Do, you know what is it's just I feel like I'm not I don't I don't like documenting my life that way however you know th- that's great for someone who does I just I don't it's a, it's a hard one my child's never been on social media and but I mean some people that's part of their brand I luckily there's a big range you can do a lot of things I do think now or the show would have to be different if you redid it because that is such an Huge part of being a celebrity, now. right? Like, how does Vince move in the social media? I, d- I don't. I mean, it's Listen, like even ev- just even texting. We did not text when, when we were doing that show. Look, you could watch 
old movies and everything would have to be changed because there's movies, there's That's fantastic true. movies that would be, no. the, the problem would be solved in a simple right. cell phone we, we, call in five we, seconds in a lot of great movies. That's true. That's true. So everything oh, does, everything changes and adjusts. And But uh, but ours feels pretty modern still. I mean, if yeah. you watch it, it doesn't, it's not like a rotary phone and people right. are wearing weird clothes. I mean, it still looks and feels and the music, it still has, it still, it still like, feels, feels current. Con- yeah. Right. I think the biggest thing current. that would change Except today, for that. which I do, phone. but I do find it interesting. The thing today, and even when I'm watching other movies, Ari obviously could not speak the way he speaks. It's just not possible. Well, he'd be fired in 30 seconds. I mean, there's nothing to talk about. I mean, literally the same personality traits that Ari possessed that everyone thought was so funny have just, like, you know, gotten a very important person, like, removed from the premises, like, immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean... And again, you know, Perry, and you know, Kevin, that agents in this town spoke far worse than anything Ari ever <laughs> right. said on the show and people treated each other far worse than anything that ever happened on the show so it was re- a reflection comedically but of what was actually going on in the world you we know? talked we talked about this and we talked about like a lot a lot of our, our favorite movies from the 80s and the early 90s that when you I mean I mean weird science right PG yeah. weird science is about two kids that make a really hot girl and <laughs> yeah, right. she's their slave like yes. go sell that. <laughs> At Columbia Pictures all, today, see how that goes. All of the John Hughes movies, which I loved. I mean, they made me want to be an actor. Like, right. like you know, Sixteen Candles and what? They're all. They, I mean, can we talk all, about they, the scene they, in Sixteen Candles? They well, I mean, give they, away they, a girl. They, 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 like, take her. She's right. unconscious. Well, well, she's passed out. Here, she's and, yours. And I mean, what what was the what was the character the the exchange student's name? Long. Oh uh, yeah, Long Duck Dung. Dung. I mean, I mean, I mean, truly, if you <laughs> I mean, look, you look back at it, and in right. that moment, it was so part of your cultural like that. You didn't even think it was funny. There were studio movies. Soul Man Soul. was a studio movie. Yeah, yeah. For the love of you God, you have to look at times, and then things do change. And I'm not going to lie. I've seen Greece. We talked about this. I've seen it a thousand times, and I saw it this week. It played very differently to me. I bet it is crazy. I mean, guy in the first scene is in the bleachers, looking up, trying to see through a girl's skirt. Like if you did that in high school, you're you're thrown out of the school. You may be arrested. I don't. I, I mean, right <laughs> or wrong, though. you know. Perry, and like it was all funny then. Like, ha ha, look at him. He's trying to look up that yeah. girl's skirt. So, Perry, you know what we do? We, we usually when we're covering an episode, we'll come in, we'll sit down on the couch, and Doug and Kevin and I will watch with our notepads. And <laughs> it's funny how often, again, without any regrets or it is what it is, but there's. I, we'll hear lines of dialogue where Doug we and I will do just, all just look at each other and go, not only could we never do it, but it's almost like, oh, but I mean, what was uh, that Dom? What did Dom say? Where, oh, when we had, I'm not Dom, we had Dom over and we're on our way over and he, Dom just drops like a terrible racial slur that made total sense in, in the moment. But you listen back and you're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was like, even Doug and Dylan and I are like uncomfortable yeah, with yeah. a few but of the lines. But it still speaks to the same thing that... You look at the times of what they were, and again, we had a show, our executives were female and gay, and they read every single word that came out, and we all thought that this was an accurate depiction of what the world right. was. Right, so. and and actually, HBO is one of the more progressive studios at the time, a lot of right. women, lot, like a lot of, uh, you know, women of color, a lot of gay care- people that, that were all, it was, HBO is very inclusive. I think things have all stepped up, but at the time, all the, you know... I mean, 
you know. So are you in for the reboot, which Connolly wants the to do? The reboot? Well, how? When? Like, yeah, right. I listen. I, I, I don't know how listen. many times people have asked me when is when are you going to do a show about Ari and Mrs. Ari? Just because if it if it was on, you know, I mean, again, like, how could you really do it? And that no, but you could really do it because it's interesting. Well, Connolly won't like this conversation. Dylan would really be miserable. But I actually watch when I look back at the show. I mean this sincerely, and I did have another pilot after that called Forty that was really inspired a lot by Ari and Mrs. Ari's character because I did think there would be a great show with them and I thought they were a great... I think it was obvious, it certainly was obvious to me that that was you and Melissa. Yeah. You know, just the, the Oh my God, the I have a super funny, um, you're making me think, it's reminding me, Doug and Melissa and my partner at the time, Jeff, who's still my business partner in Costa Rica, we're great friends. We were all four going out to dinner. We were going to Giorgio's, which is a kind of a Hollywood place. That's but a little about the, right, I love Perry lo- By the I, way, Perry loves the truffles. I haven't forgotten I, about I, it. I, I do those, the white truffles. Oh, and, so good. and I just ordered 10 pastas and people are like, <laughs> she can't eat it all and I do. Um, but as we were walking in, the four of us, who was coming out but Ari Emanuel, and his then wife Sarah so here we have like me and Jeff you and Melissa Ari and Sarah and Ari's like oh my god here, here we all are and <laughs> which one is Sarah and both Melissa and I were, were like um well neither one of us this is a fictional character <laughs> kind of more based on Melissa and Sarah not really I mean you, know, you could just See that it was uncomfortable, but it was so meta. I mean, it was so unbelievable. Which you crazy. have another story that I want to hear about because Bobby Flay obviously came oh. into this show and was, was this awesome. thing. But you were so I was, I was I was I was at Chaconi's, yet another Hollywoody type place with uh, with Bobby's ex wife, who's a good friend of mine. And <laughs> at the time, we had done two movies together, and she was in town, so we we were having lunch. And while we were having lunch, I think Bobby texted her and said, "I I think I'm." going to be on Entourage. Now, of course, we had no idea. It was the fictional Bobby Flay who was single and would be dating me, but we just didn't. This is I mean, confusing that even was, me. That was, that was crazy. You're like, that was so, you know, so much fun, though. That he's episode, playing single. That, he's he playing was playing single. single. He was playing single. He was not. He was, but didn't he, someone say something to you at the Oh, my God, recently. And so, and so then cut to, like, I loved working with him, and it was so much fun, and I knew he's him. He's a cool sort dude. Of, he's he awesome. Cool. I knew him a little bit from the from the marriage. So I'd be in New York and I'd go <laughs> to dinner the, with him. The real marriage. From the original marriage um, <laughs> that he was in. And um, but by now the the show's uh, entourage is over. Cut to he's divorced. I am now. Am I married? I think I am now married to someone. And uh, I went and did his show. You know, I went and was a judge. And he made a special episode for me for vegetarian because every time he asked me, I'm like I can't even taste the food. Right. I, I can't be on your show. <laughs> so we did it, and we were all having dinner, and it was me and a girlfriend of mine and Bobby, and we were at Gato at his restaurant and uh, I'm sitting there right next to him and we're chatting and someone comes over and says when are you two going to get back together you made such a great couple and I'm thinking <laughs> what are you talking so about weird? what it's what are you weird. talking about his act does she do they think I'm the actress Stephanie March but you she's totally gone. forgot like I completely <laughs> forgot like, what, that, why would they say that that my character dated his character it was just two I <laughs> I it took me literally like a beat of five to go oh they're talking about the show because Bobby and I, I mean, we probably both blushed. It was like slightly embarrassing. Like, does it look like we're dating? You know? Anyway, that was very funny. I mean, it is wild when people actually think you're They do it all the this- time. We were at the premiere, one of the premieres in New York back in the earlier days. And and behind me, you know, I was brought into my seat. I was with my mom and, and again, my ex. And behind us is um, Billy Joel. And, and, oh, yeah. And, and I, was, his, I remember that. I was his, right there. We were sh- sitting next to each other. And his, yeah, that's right. And his, uh, the girlfriend, chef girlfriend, who is yep. friends with Bobby. And he, he, 
you know, someone introduces us and he goes, you're such a bitch. I was like, oh, it's very nice to meet you. <laughs> my name is Perry Reeves. Oh, my God. I just can't stand you. Like on and on and on. And it's becoming embarrassing. Right, like, like, what are you talking Are about? you having a stroke? Because we need to call, a, a, you know, one he's of your probably, wranglers. Probably what had is a going couple on? in him. So, but the point is, is finally, after he's gone on and on, I was, I was like, dude, does my character remind you of your ex-wife? Because this seems awfully personal. <laughs> I'm an actress playing a character. It's so nice to meet you. And I sat down. You could see his poor girlfriend at the time. Horrified. Or his wife. Hor- horrified. I mean, it was, it was horrifying. It was so he wouldn't stop. I actually had dinner. Melissa and I, the real Melissa, uh-huh. had dinner with Billy Joel and the chef girlfriend who became his wife for a, a minute. Oh, they were married. Okay. But I remember the uh, I remember the moment where she told me that they they met in an elevator. They looked at each other. She had no idea who he was, and the chemistry just was like boom instantaneously. And I was uh-huh. sitting at dinner, going, "That's the most ridiculous fucking story." <laughs> Never heard. Anyway, so but, I love but, Billy Joel. Obviously. It is. It is funny though. Sometimes people will do things along those lines, and I usually I'll just ask them. I'm like, "Can I? Can I ask you a question? Are you? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, I mean, I mean, because well, sometimes some people, Wait, do, some people are sarcastic. No, but I think some people have a hard time. You know, because the show they get very invested. It's like we're right. their friends. They watch us on TV, and they. Th- Think of us as those right. characters, and so that's yeah. I mean, people but like you the Emmanuel. Yeah, Kylie had a date. Tell well, us about the, well, that. First of all, yeah, the too, date. like the, the Emmanuel girl. thing, Remember people want really badly to just refuse to want to accept that her and I are as close of friends. But we know. are literally brother and sister. Yes, and I had to tell people like, dude, you're you're watching a TV show, <laughs> right? You understand that? You but tell us about that, that right? girl, that date you had. Oh no, yeah, I know the girl. That was my favorite. Well, well, she she opened the date with saying, "I believe." Well, the car was like in we're still backing out of the driveway she said i you know i I, you know i've never seen an episode of the show i hope that's not a problem which weird (laughs) weird thing to say say. because i didn't say anything you know and then uh and then she called me e a bunch of times it was (laughs) awkward yeah uh yeah that that didn't uh that was a a first and only a first and only date the funny thing about the funniest thing that is hilarious the funniest thing about that it ended really bad like i dropped off i was like hey listen let's sometimes it's just a wash you know (laughs) Let's just call it a day. Yeah. It's great. I'll see you out and about. Yeah, well, whatever. So we go our separate ways. I don't know if I've ever told you the story. Sometime later, there's some kind of a party, and I'm going right from work. Jeremy and I. Jeremy and I. See, see Jeremy there. I know this because Jeremy and I bump into each other in the wardrobe trailer because we need clothes to go to this party. Oh my god, you're stealing so, from your own. You're stealing right. Your so I have a, <laughs> I have a, I have a suit on. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm put I put on a suit, and I'm, I'm I'm chatting with my buddies at the bar, and I look over and I see this girl with her friends mm-hmm. and we're both simultaneously telling the stories to I'm telling my friends she's telling her friends God only knows what her version of it is yeah. I'm sure it's a little bit different and with that I reach into my pocket of my suit wardrobe suit and I have a Murphy group business card <laughs> So she flips me off, kind of kidding, joking around. And I was like, oh, no, well, no, we're curious to hear your version of the story. We're going, kind of going back and forth. It was, it was all good spirit. And at the end, I was like, but listen, if you ever need anything. <laughs> and I handed her my Murphy Group business card. She I mean, it was blew from her mind. Oh By the way, I had one business card. By the way, she still in. has it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She framed it. It's next to her bed. By the way, you know what she was? A lawyer. Really? Uh, she went to law school. You're making Perry upset. Okay. She's still... <laughs> By the way, right. how great would that be in the reboot? Mrs. Ari went to law school in her spare time and is like, you know. And also, too, I think it was the same thing with, with Turtle. Before 
it became a what thing was, of like, well, what's this? Have a name? Yeah, Sal. Sal, which was Sal. Oh, that's right, I remember. And that, that was Jerry. That was Jerry because his friend good. passed away, and, and Jerry wanted that, that, so we so we had that. But and but it became a thing when people started asking, well, what's this person's real name? I was like, well, we're not. Well, we'll tell you one day. Yeah. Right. It it almost took on a life of its own. And then, I mean, I believe they were both revealed in season eight. Right. When when did Melissa? Jerry came earlier, I think. No, 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 no. Mine was with with um. You know, with Bobby. Yeah. Bobby called me Melissa. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, how, that's amazing. Under- what season was that? Seven? Eight. eight. It was I the think last it was season. Eight. Yeah. I'm telling you. Last season because I was dating Bobby. Right. And he <laughs> called me Melissa. Melissa. And, and Jerry and Jerry Turtle, you found out Turtle's name. That was season eight. Wait. wait, you wait know, Jerry, when- Jerry's got information in the booth. Season five for Turtle? Yeah, I believe that. That makes wow. more okay, sense. Okay, that than, makes more yeah, sense. But the- you know, people would ask me all the time, doesn't it bother you? It's like, you're Mrs. R, you're not even a person. I'm like, okay, wow, this is way deeper than I'm going. It's a show and it's funny and I like right. it. But remember Mr. Big on Sex and the City that was, was Mr. Big until was it the final season? Yeah. Right. So I mean and, and by he the was way, a that big was, man. He's a big Can I tell character. you Perry that was my worry that people were thinking that I was stealing it from Sex and no. the City not that it was somehow insulting your character which no. I find absolutely right. ridiculous. I, but I don't think anyone ever put those two together just because for whatever reason because my character was female it was considered derogatory. I, I just never felt that way. That's... I mean never not once. I thought it was funny. I still think it's funny. And when I, you know, you do these cameos or whatever, people right. love you to do the, the birthday wishes and stuff. Right. I always say it's Mrs. Ari. I don't say it's Melissa Gold. <laughs> I'm like, there's no impact whatsoever. Like, who's that? Harry, you know? the other it's thing, funny. question is, you go into jobs and you make friends, right? And yeah. you don't. What What is it about, something about the women on Entourage just bonded? Well, we were all brunette. Okay, there's that. I mean, you guys just. By the way, that's we creepy. All wore the that's same creepy size. for so many reasons because I dated nothing but brunettes no, for forty it, years. Now I have a blonde here, girl. Here's the fu- the funny thing. You guys are like you, really all friends. Yeah, we're all friends. Real. We all are. We all are friends. We're all we're all pretty nice people. Um, but I, but I no, but it, you because you never know who you're going to end up working that's with. I can't say that's true for every job. But I also, I, I, but I, do you remember when you were casting the part of Constance? I remember reading the script, going, "Oh, it'll be some like big boobed blonde," you know, like the full on opposite of me and then it was Constance who she and I are very similar and I thought that is the most realistic casting because men have types and Ari's type is strong petite brunettes who are kind of ball busters and you know I, I was like this never would never happen on any other show they the network would go no no she, they're too they, they're too much alike you need to get a blonde or get someone taller or get you know they would have never let that fly and I remember when she came on the set I'm like ah this is brilliant I don't right. know if you knew how brilliant that was, but I thought it was brilliant. I mean, I, I always think I'm brilliant. But you know, you know what? It's funny, too. Like, people will say, do you have a type? And you don't feel like you have a type, but you have a track record, right? Yeah, and so if you look back, that's yeah. right. I, I have a, I have a uh, brunette track record for sure. But what I loved about all of the women cast that we had were, they not only were written as strong women, they were. And you guys brought that with you. So that just makes my job so much easier. And also, though, you say they were all friends. We were all friends. Like, when I go to yeah, New York, I'll along. go out to dinner with Carla. Right. I'll, you know, like, we were all friends. Emmanuel will go you to London with. You just don't always with. walk away from yeah. jobs with lifelong friendships. That really means something to yeah, you. Yeah, that's uh, true. But that's what know? the show is about. Right. And, you, you know, what if people always say to me, well, what if it had been someone else? I'm like, it wouldn't have, that's like saying, what if one of the characters on Friends was someone else? You cannot right. imagine it and it may not have worked and it yeah. may not have been successful. Yeah. I mean, what if it, what if Jeremy didn't do it? I'm like, the only other person that could have done that 
I mean, I, I there isn't anyone, you know? There's not yeah, a soul. And here's the thing. They're truly... Robert Downey Jr., maybe. <laughs> That's funny. That was the one guy. There truly was <laughs> never anybody. It was always Jeremy. Oh, of course. For Doug. And, and it was just a matter of getting him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, but listen, we, you know, Dominic Lombardozzi, who... who embodied what sort of these characters were. Doug was hell-bent on him. I mean, it's hard to imagine, as great as Dom is, by the way, a guy works with Scorsese. <laughs> He's last movie he was with Scorsese. The guy's a great actor. It would be hard to imagine Cherry not being Turtle. Yeah. No, you can't. Or Impossible. somebody else. And Cherry being... didn't even, like, again, had it been a different network, Cherry wouldn't have even gotten an audition. Well, because then, he then, because then. he was different than, he, he was just younger or whatever. It never did anyone ever flinch. Did anyone ever have a struggle? I never would have gotten that job on any anywhere else but HBO. That's right. If that were a regular network, no chance you line that cast up. It would have gotten shot down. And Doug, I don't know why you're always gun shy to say this. Do you know who was in the mix for Vince? I don't know who. Peter Facinelli. Oh, now, that's right. I do. We could say that. that because the guy went on to have great. I mean, what? the guy's what? made gazillion dollars. He's been. He's done really well for himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a different person. But then there was also someone who was a little more Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, right. And that was um, Dylan Bruno. Dylan Bruno, Dunnell, who who I love, and yeah. he's such a talented actor. Yeah. And it's so just hard was, to it's imagine. It's hard to imagine anyone, because, right. but that's a, just a very different person. Well, listen. The thing also, obviously, Jeremy's a different story because I wrote it right, with for, Jeremy in mind. Uh-huh. But as far as Looking for Vince when I was looking for Mark. As soon as we found Adrian, it just it just adjusted how what kind of crew he would be right. friends with, and right. and and it does the same thing. Like you and Jeremy, you know, who knows if it was uh, I don't know. Like there were a couple of people. Well, those, that storyline just could have gotten whittled down. To it nothing. could have gotten whittled yeah, down to yeah, nothing yeah. if yeah. that if that anything at all. But yeah. also Jeremy. We almost couldn't have Jeremy because of that contract thing. He didn't want to sign a six-year deal. And there was uh, Michael Landis was awesome. I mean, great guy and great actor, and looked Wait even a second, more is that like who was on the. Yeah, he looked even oh, more know, like I did not know that he looked even more like Ari Emanuel than than. Um, Jeremy did, but who knows what your chemistry with him would have been, no, and, no. and we have no idea, you know. So Do you the know universe what? does not work that In way. In old school, they um, were they. I th- who did they want for the for the Luke Wilson role, like Jack Black? Whoever, so they re- whoever no, the no, guy they, at the moment they, that's was. Who, so they rewrote it and offered it to him, but then Leah Remini would have played. I wouldn't have gotten like like they. They wouldn't have the ripple the effect. Yeah, the right. ripple effect is so massive. We talked about this last week. Tom Selleck was supposed to be Indiana Jones. I, of course, it would have worked because it's Spielberg. But who but knows a, what it would have yeah, been? It's you a know? totally, it's a totally different. So thing. anyway, do you know we got Do Gray Scott is. Yeah, of course. Okay, Do Gray Scott had the role of uh, Wolverine. Deal done. <gasps> wardrobe, the whole bit, and they wouldn't let him out of Mission Impossible Two, and he lost and he lost the role to Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is Wolverine, of course, but. By the way, hindsight, I, that's a tough one. I mean, way, how could they do Perry, that to him? I pray that Dugray Scott does not listen to this podcast because no, Conley's obsessed with that. Well, and it's well, got to be, be so depressing. Dugray Scott loves me. He's a good. He's, he's a good also player. No, an I'm not incredible actor love you. who he does amazing Wolverine, work, and he's gone on. I mean, but it is weird <laughs> to think to, about. To think, well, but I tested for Sex in the City. I tested for what. For uh, Kristen Davis's role, wow. it was me and Kristen, and they dressed us very it. differently. She had on the A-line skirt and a little white blouse, and I looked like I was going to a party. You know, so they just wanted two different girls, and I—I've never watched. I—I I don't care. I've tested for a million things and not gotten it. But, but that one see, hurt. That one would kind of like, yeah. <laughs> and she's so nice, and you know, she's totally different. She's actually better for the role. Like I'm a little edgy. She's very, you know, she was more wide-eyed and probably 
perfect for the part. And I probably was acting. Right, it's hard to imagine. But it hits Somebody you a little else. bit. Sometimes well, I mean, you're like, Sometimes huh. you see something that you really like and you, you don't get it. And The last I thing I, I want to say before Doug goes to his fan questions and butchers a few more names. <laughs> when we talked about the Mr. and Mrs. Smith thing, going back to the, the Hugh Jackman of it, they could have very easily denied you that opportunity. They could have, absolutely. If they didn't like you, the, and I'm not ADs, saying that anybody no, didn't like No, the ADs like were not like going to let me go. Right, the right. second AD, the first AD, they were like, you cannot leave. You are not leaving. You are not doing this. We haven't gotten to the, the, the piece yet. We're not going to, and you're not doing this job. And I have always, I mean, I was raised in a very conservative household. You don't, you don't push your way through. You don't ask for something that is inappropriate. And I was like, okay, muster up every ounce <laughs> of strength I can. And I'm going to Doug because I really, Lyman. and I told him Doug Lyman. <laughs> and I said, there's this amazing show. It's I for really want to do it. And it's with my friend. And I, I just, if, if you could make me, I thought about it a lot. If I could be the driver of the van and then you'll never see me get out. And, <laughs> And he was like, uh, okay. But okay. if he didn't like you, no. he would have said, Perry, I can't, can't do I it. Can't do it. No. That, that, that's the point. I think I'm a being nice a good person, person and, being, and being somebody that's good to work with, they want to do the extra, go the extra mile to help you out. Now, I'm not saying that Dugray, how they couldn't get him out of Mission Impossible 2, why they would want to deny uh, uh, any human being a few hundred million dollars. But I had uh, HBO. I like had, but well, wait, I had cool jobs. That HBO wouldn't let me do. So, because I mean, of entourage. Yeah, you know, it's contractual. And it's Listen, not like they didn't like is, me. I just think... It is a very know. simple thing to say no. And when a person gets a call and they're... It's easy in their, to say no. And they're in their own stressful head. They're like, no, no, that's ridiculous. Right. They're not thinking how important something is, how life-changing how it might be to somebody. How would help their show? Yeah. Tell me that Gray Scott's agent couldn't <laughs> call and go, listen, bro, you realize that you're going to cost this guy. You realize what you're doing to this person, right? I mean, and, and, you know, I don't know. It happens. That's when astrology steps in. I agree. <laughs> or, also, or it was meant to be. That's what I meant. It that's what I'm saying. I was be. like, you just... But it's also who is the person in charge at that moment and yeah. how accommodating they are. Perry's got a new show, Paradise City, which, right. which is awesome. But you got Reese, Billy Walsh, Reese Corridor is on there. I You're doing know. scenes with Reese? Yeah, we had like some cool... He was playing like the manager of of the singer, and I play the mom of. Like, it's a big cast, and it's about again, it's another show about Hollywood, but in the but the music side, and uh, yeah, Reese and I got to do a scene together with um, is it Mark Boone um, Andrea De Mateos, and it was a oh, really nice. oh, wow. super great fun cast, and we all got to do some like scenes uh, at venues where there was music and party scenes and stuff, and Reese and I were cracking up. We're like, can you believe that we're doing the show together? Because <laughs> we never best. we never got to do anything. Uh, he doesn't. He didn't say. Man, he didn't have any words with many people. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. But we right. we did. We had we had fun. But the show's really good, and it's um, you know, I guess I have a thing for Hollywood because the show I did before that was also about Hollywood, and I played a big movie producer. So apparently, Mrs. Ari was the wife of someone, and now um, I've been the mom. I've been the producer. I get to do everything within. Well, by that the way, world. not Same thing not with to, Constance, not too, to right? be an asshole. Yeah, so Constance, yeah, amazing. Constance, She's so great. Uh, Unreal, which actually I'm working with the creator of that on another show I have right now. Oh, that Sarah Gertrude Shapiro, whose awesome. child is in gymnastics with my child. So there you go. Very cool. So, but I mean, not for nothing. There weren't a lot of Hollywood shows, and we definitely paved the Started. way to make Absolutely. those 
you know. Well, to show that it could work. Yeah. Right? That people yeah. give the audience a little credit. They get it. They'll understand. They'll figure it out. And right? we help them understand. We, right. we did. We taught a lot of people a lot of things about the inside work of this business that I, I think we did it in a way that was uh, palpable or whatever the word is that I'm looking for. Anyway. I never realized how lucky we were that we shot in Los Angeles. I, by the way. Because exactly. I lived in Costa Rica, but now. No, you know, but, it, really but it's good. true. We drove down, you know, I live up Doheny and our base camp was at the Pacific Design Center. Oh no! I could same. literally put my car in neutral and roll. I could into, ride my bike to totally. one of the Ari Misses. That was one of well, the. What things about that when I took, took you to granted. Italy to shoot? The, the, the Italian shoot was good. And that <laughs> where red, was that? that Malibu. That, that, <laughs> no, was that wasn't it? Wasn't the Italian? Scene? Well, the villa was in Hollywood, That's but right. the grape thing we did for the little commercial oh, was, was the, in Malibu. That was the most. Okay, sorry, it wasn't the show. It wasn't the whole eight season. It wasn't the movie. My favorite part of all of Andrade. <laughs> Everyone needs to look at this. Doing it's online. The Cadillac campaign with Ari and Mrs. Ari. It's a little short film. Um, wasn't that fun? And do you know how they sold me on that? Not that it obviously I got paid, but like, yeah, we're, it was you know, part of the Italy is my favorite place in the world. And they're like, they we're going to do go this to in Italy. Italy. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, and then as soon as I like wrote this so little we're looking script. looking at this budget, Doug. <laughs> how do you feel about Malibu for Italy? <laughs> and it really looked great, didn't it? It looked amazing. I remember when my agent called me, like, we got you this really cool campaign, blah, blah, blah. They're going on. And I'm like, well, that's great. And then they said, Andres, I'm like, you didn't get me that. <laughs> Doug got me that. And Doug wrote that yeah. for me. And I love it so much. It's it's Ari. We'll it's, have to post it. it Ari is, and Mrs. Ari, Melissa fun. are we're in like, Italy. And we should post our commercials. Grapes. We'll post our we're, Johnny we're, Jama, Johnny Walker commercials. Yeah, Colin directed we're that. We're stomping on grapes in a big, like, tub, big, yeah, right? in a big tub with our bare feet. It was really fun. It's awesome. Oh, and I had to drive this little, like, Italian car, <laughs> and Jeremy was afraid to go in, be in the car with me. Like, he was like, I, I want my stunt double in there. I mean, this car now. <laughs> I, I think he did do it, but I we were on a windy road. Remember, we were out in oh, the Angeles yeah. Forest or whatever. It was like, it was crazy. That car was tiny. I had to like, I had to, it had to be going so I could put it in gear. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was like amazing. a little piece of tin. But All right, fun. what do you got? What All right, got? where she wanders wants to know. Jeremy said it on, on this show, but he was crushing on you <laughs> the whole time. So really? was, was that, <laughs> well, there you go. Where she wanders wants to know if you knew that. Well, Jeremy and I, that's one of the reasons I think we were, we both really liked each other. Like we right. knew each other before. We had friends in common in the 90s. And there was always like a fun banter with us, always. So that was, that was definitely. But you never um, dated, just so everyone knows. Uh-oh. I, I don't, we never did date. I, I, I mean, uh, full disclosure, I think we may have gone out to lunch, but I don't think it was a date. I had just maybe broken up with someone. I mean, I don't know. Like we talked about before our, entourage, but I, or oh after. yeah, oh my god, no before oh, this was oh. like. Did you ever play this 90s? weird game with cards that Connolly played with Soleil Moon about, Fry, which we talked about on Friday? Called I don't even know what it's called, but you, they accidentally made yeah, out. Well, did you, you ever? You didn't have much of a social life. We in didn't high school, accidentally <laughs> made. We never accidentally made out. In fact, the first time I, the first I think maybe the only time. Well, no, I guess Mrs. Ari did make out with Ari on numerous occasions, but the first time was when we were doing. It was supposed I, to be in Santa Barbara, but it was we <laughs> shot it at the Chateau Marmont, and um, and I was totally unprepared for like the the like I mean it was like full on making out, and I remember whispering in his ears like, "Don't get my boobs out of this um, nightgown because like uh, you you know." I, my, my clothes must remain on. Like I'm whispering while <laughs> my the cameras rolling. Must no, but you know he like it was kind of realistic. And that's when he takes the phone call and he takes Viagra. And I like get up and walk out. And then I come back and he's like, "Wait a minute." And I'm like, "Yeah, see you later." And I think I threw him a remote, like go watch something. I don't think that was in the script. It definitely wasn't. Jeremy added the line, "The um, 
what do you call it? R. Kelly at recess live for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, that's right. I, th- I threw him the remote. Yep. Yeah, that was fun. So, but that brings me to this question by Sly Stunt 2004, who, who said, Jeremy, because we've talked about it on the show, he goes for things and sometimes he doesn't prepare the other actor, Jordan uh, Belfi and, and Josh Labar. Was there anything that you weren't ready for? The, and- I think that, I think usually when you do makeout scenes, I mean, we've all done love scenes and usually like, are you comfortable with this? Or do you, is there anything you don't want me to do? And there was nothing. It was like, bam. Um, But I knew Jeremy so well. I wasn't like offended or anything. I was just like, okay, and here we go. The only thing I ever remember is is Jeremy had like a fish lunch. Do you remember this? Oh my God. By the way, I I remember that too. You had, it was a shrimp and steak lunch. And I'm like, we're at the table. Like we broke and we were coming back to continue making out. And I was like, are you going to eat that? And I said, I said, I said, I am deathly allergic to shellfish. Like if we make out, I will have anaphylaxis and that will be the end of this Mrs. day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, oh my God, okay. But yeah, that was pretty funny. So we got rid of that. That is it wasn't fish. It was funniest. literally it was shrimp. I mean it was specifically but shrimp. Also, too, Jeremy loves his seafood and she <laughs> has a shellfish reaction. That I mean, would have been funny. It's a, just a, it's Had a I not been standing with him, Nothing we were gonna eat funny. lunch together. Right. Like he's my friend. But it is funny, like when you have scenes like that, usually they do them at the beginning of a movie where right. you don't know someone very well. So that it's kinda like, you know, if you end up not liking them, it doesn't right. show yet. But with me and Jeremy, we were such good friends, it was kind of like, <laughs> oh my God, this is hilarious. But okay, let's go. I, you know, when I did, I My directed, husband's going to listen to this and go, when, when, what when, the fuck are you Jeremy, talking about? When Jeremy, uh, when Ari and uh, Dana Gordon are hooking up, I was directing <laughs> that episode. And, I, and Doug always used to make fun of me. I would do that. There's a lot of reasons. Like, you know, you do push-ups. If you get your shirt off, you bang out some push-ups, right? He always so, did, Jeremy. So, well, that, that's it. So, Jeremy was doing this scene with Constance, and I brought up dumbbells out of my trailer these you now 25 pound dumbbells and jeremy's fucking like we're rolling the camera i mean it's quiet you can hear the film rolling through the camera and jeremy's still doing his curls i'm like oh my god i'm like all right action jeremy stop li-. i right? told him the jeremy one does the scene right and, and i'm like cut and i'm like, I'm like he's like well, what? i'm like well i mean it was good you look like you're gonna fucking die <laughs> looks like you're having a heart attack but take a deep breath the the muscles are still pumped buddy the muscles are still pumped but let's take a breather catch your breath and let's do it again did he get mad at you no but it was funny i mean i'm like jeremy you literally have veins popping out of your face you look like you're gonna fall over we, take a breath we, Somebody get the guy you do want to prepare like you know they do always they use body makeup do, do all Me those too. kinds of things i, I and, do all of those but things. we i was wearing like some gorgeous la perla ensemble and you know jeremy's preparing and i just looked at him and i said dude if anyone is looking at you right we got scene, problems then i have failed in <laughs> every way right look at this outfit and, and by the way we started laughing and by I mean, the way they were not Perry because all well, the I amount of comments on, I mean, on the I mean, internet he was lying down I believe I crawled on top of him I mean like you, it really was not but I the mean, amount of comments on the IG page that I had to delete because I'm sadly running the page now I fucking uh-huh. do nine jobs over here but yeah. I run the page and people sleep. are like That's but why. I don't sleep either but people are like Mrs. Ari oh my god I yeah, love her like they, they they creep on you and you look good so. I had someone in an airport come up to me we were in the first class lounge and I was with someone I was dating and um, she's like are you guys married and I 
I said, no. She goes, well, I didn't think so because I watch your show and no one wears lingerie like that for their husband. <laughs> so I was like, but are you? And I said, are, are you divorced? <laughs> By the way, it's, it's, a rel- it's not a bad point that she's making. But well, again, it might be hey, considered awkward in a lounge uh, from a complete you know, stranger. You know what? No, but that's um, not what I meant. I meant as far as a yeah, show. Yeah, but that, I was okay. I think some 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 artistic license. Like, I think By the Ari way, and Mrs. Great. Ari had a pretty hot sex life. So. I think it's great. And it's, you know, it was look, inspirational. The and show it's also is, a TV show. And but the kids. show is aspirational and wish fulfillment. And while it's realistic, that was it. But I just want to make it clear. Perry was very involved in what she that. was wearing and, and all of that. Yeah, and, no, and, I know. I, 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 you know, I was, uh, I was living in Costa Rica doing yoga every day. Why not? Right. Yeah. Or lingerie. And right? you look good and you, and you deserve to show that off. Thank so you. Adam Hearn wants to know uh, whether you cried when Christina Aguilera was singing. Well, if you recall correctly, Mrs. Ari didn't show up for her own party mm-hmm. for the Mrs. Oh, yes. did I cry? You mean when I watched the episode? I guess. I don't know. It's, I yeah, forgot I, mean, I forgot it's, you didn't show up for the fair. party. I didn't show up for the party. That's right. <laughs> remember, I'm getting drunk. Like, at I do some remember. Bar, and I think Eminem came like, yep. that same day. And I like, it was me and then him. Such yeah, surreal shit. It was people were devastated that I walked out on him. I mean, I still to this day. Oh, with that whole this before the the, the eighth season, people were like, "You ha- how could you do that?" I'm like, "Did you not watch the prior seven seasons? Like, <laughs> right. This is a buildup." She, you know, like this she, wasn't a rash she, decision. She, she, this she was set, well thought out. She set a boundary. He crossed it. It was eight years of putting up with it. Yeah, watched rewatched the show. Matthew Cristo. Wants to know, like, okay. did you ever have to discipline my children? And is that weird? I don't. <laughs> no, no. Uh, though I, I have to say, just Matthew, Doug's children are awesome. And, um, you know, they were not Hollywoodish kids. I mean, it wasn't the same thing. We, I have had that experience before. I have watched parents give their kids straight up sugar to get them to perform. And so this <laughs> oh, was not us. Breaks my know. heart. No, breaks I know. It's, it's rough to watch. I don't um, like it. No, I don't either. No, but... Um, good. And uh, B-Mac Truck, how was working with Artie Lang? Do you remember Artie Lang? Who oh, of I loved? course. I love that. That was with um, with Leslie Bibb. Yep, Leslie Bibb. Leslie Bibb. I loved her dress so yeah. much I went and bought one. Um, <laughs> my whole... Can you tell? I was kind of obsessed with the clothes. No, Artie Lang. That was such a fun... That was such a fun... And then, you know, I'm being so nice to Artie, the character, and then Artie's <laughs> jealous. I'm like, you don't have to be jealous. But that we had a lot of fun playing. I mean, yeah. for me, anytime anyone... I love Jeremy... And I'm this, Jeremy, when you're listening to this, don't think I didn't love working with you and only you. But every now and again, when someone else came on, it, was, it, really, it was fun for me. Yeah. It was fun totally. for me. Well, we'll figure yeah. that out. In the reboot, we're going to mix it up and bring as many people as we can. I don't know. Kevin Dillon's financing it, apparently. But Perry, we love you. I don't know. Thank you. This was amazing. Else? Thank you very oh much God. for coming I'm sorry on. it took so long. I, That's you okay. know, COVID That's sorry. It's only a year. I mean, maybe was it a year? Everybody, check out Perry's... New show, Paradise City, on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And at Perry Reeves. Easy enough. Let's build the Instagram following. Oh, my God. So I have, like, I think I have, like, 40,000 followers. I mean, but I'm it's the, a lot of followers. No, I'm the Doug worst. Would kill. I have not. <laughs> I, my phone fell in the toilet in December, as, okay. you know, they do sometimes. And I didn't get another phone for three weeks. And Aaron, my husband, was like, you just seem to be in such a great mood, and you seem so happy. Because it's been a rough year, let's get real. Yeah, right. And then we kind of put the phone with the, the so I just stopped looking at news and I stopped looking at Instagram and I took a break. By the way, and, you're smart. And guess what? I haven't really looked at Instagram. I did yesterday for the first time since December, and you're I think smart. I can ease back in. I just it was so much. It was too much, and I. I just, you know, you're working on a show. When you're not like me, you gotta like try to connect on Instagram. So that's what we do over here at Action. Park Some people Media. are really good at it. I'm I'm not I'm not like I said. I'm like I don't. I remember it's when Twitter came me, out. I'm yeah. like who. 
cares what I'm shopping at the grocery store for? Really? <laughs> but people do care. So they um, care. Listen, for people out there, unfortunately, yeah. it's part of the business now. Perry, you're lucky. You've worked and done so much great stuff, and you're continuing to work. So that's All right, good. So but, everyone uh, listening, follow me, and I I will go back on Instagram <laughs> at Perry Reeves. Very oh, simple. Well, give her well, some easy follow. Give her some love start, so she I wants to be I can just start doing you know putting up some more. Entourage stuff. I mean, there you I do go. have lots of old photos. Victory the podcast. Make sure you tag it. Dog will have a heart attack. Can we do some pictures? So, <laughs> yes, you know? we're going right. to get a nice picture right after this. Perry, we love you for coming in. This Thank was fun. You so much. We'll Thank do you. it again. And uh, I don't. Yeah, well, that's, that's it. it. That wraps yeah, the podcast. Emmanuel's like a regular, so I don't want to. You know. Anytime you want back in, okay. you're in. It's going to be impossible to pull off, but we want to do the women of entourage. We want to get you, Carla, Constance, and Emmanuel. It'll be fun. Awesome. Carla's coming in soon. Maybe we try. All right, that's it. Victory the podcast. Victory the podcast. Follow Perry Reeves and uh, Victory.